Test one, two, test one, two. Test, test, test. All right, three, two, one. Welcome into Diamonds in the Desert. I'm Jordan Ham, and it is a Marte Parte. Starling Marte is officially a Arizona Diamondback after the Snakes traded for him. I sent over a couple of prospects, a couple of pretty good prospects uh, to uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, but now the Diamondbacks have their center fielder moving forward, at least for the next two years, club option in 2021. Um, And really, this is another example of what I've been talking about since Mike Hazen took over and since Zach Greinke was traded. Essentially, he came in to the Arizona Diamondbacks with a big contract of Zach Greinke that he had to work around and, quote, get creative. He also had a farm system that was pretty lackluster, if we're being completely honest. being You, you had some um, players that, that have stepped up nicely. Um, you think of Zach Godley uh, that first year that he came in um, and helped push them to a playoff uh, birth, and you think of Matt Cook, another guy who who stepped in pretty nicely. Kevin Ginkel, you're seeing now. Jimmy Scherfe's been up and down, but um, really guys that are nice to have developed, but guys that aren't necessarily going to help uh, move the needle with opposing teams when trying to negotiate trades. And that's what the Diamondbacks were able to do: take two prospects um, that aren't necessarily your top tier guys. And send them to the Pirates for an all-star quality uh, outfielder, which is just huge for them. Now the Diamondbacks sent over Brennan Malone and Leo Ver Paguero. And these are two guys, based on where you're looking, I went off of MLB Pipeline. Uh, Malone was the number nine player in the Diamondbacks ranks. Um, Paguero was at 17. Um, Those were a little bit higher in Baseball America. But... You have the types of players that you now have depth at in two positions. The Dimebacks uh, were very well positioned in minor league pitching. They also had a couple of shortstops ahead of Paguera. Um, you think of Perdomo. Uh, you know he's a guy that's been uh, in the Arizona Fall League and a highly touted guy, uh, but a little bit further along in terms of development. That it takes it makes it a little bit easier of a pill to swallow um, knowing that you're giving up two 19 year olds um, guys that have high ceilings but guys that um, you know it's they're quite a few years away from major league uh, ball and a lot can happen in between those times to go get a proven outfielder um, that and then you just look at the kind of the domino effect so you move starling Marte as your everyday center fielder, a highly productive guy, career 287 hitter in eight years, um, coming off a career high in home runs uh, and plenty of power numbers. Uh, This is a guy that plays uh, really good defense as well, two gold gloves. Um, And you pair him with Cole Calhoun, who's an above average uh, defensive outfielder, and David Peralta, who's coming off of a gold glove. So now you have a really good defensive outfield all of a sudden that can take away uh, runs for you. And, and that's what the Diamondbacks have really tried to do, that pitching and defense. Um, yes, the ball is leaving uh, the park at a rate that we've never seen before, but when it is in play, the Diamondbacks can help save some runs. Um, and this is one of probably their better defensive outfields that they've had in this new regime. Now, the, mo- the other important part is Cattell Marte now moves 
from potentially a center fielder slash second baseman to predominantly a second baseman, where he can be an elite infielder and paired up with Nick Ahmed. You think about, uh, you know, defensively, a lot of times teams try to build up the middle where you have a center, your center fielder, your second baseman, your shortstop, um, you know, your catcher are usually the guys you try to target defensively um, to really make sure that they are kind of setting the tone. And I don't know, I mean, there's a really, uh, there's probably a case to be made that this could be the best, you know, up the middle defense in the league. I don't think that's that's hyperbole there. So you now put... Cattell Marte in, a, in an area of strength. You move probably Eduardo Escobar. Probably he's going to be most of his time is going to be at third base. He could, you know, bounce around a couple places. And you have a very good starting outfield um, with some depth. And we haven't really seen that the past couple of years, whether that be because of a Steven Souza injury or just kind of, uh, you know, Look, with Cattell Marte, I think with center field, it's going to be a great luxury that he can play center field. Not so much that now that it's, it is a necessity. It's no longer a necessity. It's now something that you can have in your back pocket if you're Tori Lovello to go ahead and move him to center field if you're trying to get um, you know some guys some off days and, and that sort of thing. But uh, I, I think that this is, is a no-brainer for the Diamondbacks. I think a great move. Um, and we've talked about this before. When Hazen came in, he had he was pretty much going into the ring with one arm tied behind his back. Now that he traded Zach Granke, has some money to work with. Now that he went through a draft where he had, what, eight uh, picks in the top 100 in the past draft, he has that firepower um, for prospects that he can now use to acquire major league talent and also develop that farm system. So now that in just one short year really less than he has that extra hand that he can now use in the fight and we're seeing what he's able to do uh, with kind of full capabilities now or or pretty close to full capabilities and there's going to be money coming off the books next year so it could be even more when you think of bringing in Madison Bumgarner now you bring in Starling Marte, Steven Vogt behind the plate, uh, a couple of uh, really good um you know, back-end bullpen guys, Hector Rondon, Junior Guerra, um, those types of players. Like, he is making moves. And yes, he had to make some... This is why I was okay with the Dimebacks trading Paul Goldschmidt. Because they got something. They got Luke Weaver. They got Carson Kelly. Um, They had to turn the page, essentially. um, Because that first year, they had some key figures... On that team, Patrick Corbin, A.J. Pollock, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, the first two were leaving for free agency and going elsewhere. Um, so you're already playing um, you know, two key figures down, and you only had one more year of Paul Goldschmidt. So go out and get something and get some players of value. Um, they did that. Then he compounded that with Zach Granke. Like he, I think that you know, this is setting up where the Diamondbacks are— now a legitimate playoff contender. We thought that the improvements were kind of there, but now we'll see. Uh, Mike Hazen also said that the the heavy lifting for the most part has been done, um, and there haven't been many trades made this offseason. He um, 
pointed that out. So I get the feeling that Robbie Ray is probably sticking around at least um, for the beginning of the season. We'll see if that holds based on how the Diamondbacks perform. But now you have a, a pretty good rotation with Madison Bumgardner, Robbie Ray, Luke Weaver. Um, once he's fully back, it sounds like he's he is going to be fully back. Zach Gallen, and then whoever else you want. There are a couple different options you can go with. Um, we'll just say Mike Leak for for that um, example. And you add a center fielder, you put your best player, Cattell Marte, in a position of strength at second base where it won't be as um, as big of a toll for him to play defensively as it would have been for center field. So he can be out for more games. And uh, you, you just continue to build. So um, this is that's one thing I, I have... Um, you know, I, I think Hazen's kind of been a ninja uh, in this offseason. We knew he was going to be a bit of a player, um, but Madison Bumgarner came out of nowhere. Uh, Starling Marte, we heard about a little bit early on, but it sounds like it had died. The, and then the day that uh, the Dimebacks reports are that the Dimebacks are interested in Mookie Betts, Starling Marte now joins the Diamondbacks. Um, we caught up with Mike Hazen in a conference call after the trade was made. Um, and he really pointed on a few of these things that this was a great move to not only add a center fielder, but also to put uh, Cattell Marte in a position of strength. We think he's a fantastic baseball player. Uh, he has power. He can hit um, for average. He is a very good athlete, plays a very good center field, outfield, center field as well. Um, and he fits a lot of what we're trying to do, um, sort of what we tried to accomplish, took a while to accomplish, which was, uh, I think, try to figure out a way to center on center field um, and keep Cattell for the majority of the playing time at second base. Uh, I don't, I still think there will be opportunity, um, I'd imagine, versus lefties. Tori and I haven't really talked about this too extensively yet, uh, where Cattell could slide back out in the center and Starling could slide over to a corner. Uh, I would I would still anticipate that uh, alignment uh, at times. I don't I don't necessarily know that that's going to be uh, you know a, a straight rotation on that. No, I, I would in fact I would doubt it would be, um, but it does give us options to do those types of things. And then here's Mike Hazen going a little bit deeper on Cattell Marte, why he wants him to be uh, at the second base position, and that could be an elite middle infield with him and Nick Ahmed. We just believe that uh, the play between he and Nick, um, the the athleticism at second base, the range, the speed, um, if we could find a way to get a center fielder, which we felt like was the, the more challenging part the thing in the offseason um, we just felt like we were that much better aligned in and out um, with him at second base we, we, we feel like he's a gold glove second baseman he was exceptional for us in center field last year um, we feel like he and Nick in um, you know in, in 2018 uh, were an exceptional defensive pair Thanks so much for tuning into Diamonds in the Desert. 
just a couple of weeks away until pitchers and catchers report. Obviously, the Diamondbacks have made a ton of moves, ton of new faces. Also, at the beginning of uh, spring training, you'll see some of these younger players come out. Dalton Varsho is an example of that. Um, so we're going to try to interview as many of these guys just to, uh, you know, either get to know them if they're new faces or uh, continue to learn about this current Arizona Diamondbacks team. Thanks so much for tuning in to Diamonds in the Desert.